Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 185 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all had a great week. Okay, I hope this first was this the first this was the first full week of July. I hope it was great. I hope you guys had a good fourth. I hope you guys had a good week. I hope the rest of the work week uh moves smoothly. Okay. I hope it wasn't too hot where you are, because I know here in Baltimore, here in Maryland, it it has been a little warm. It's been a little warm. Let me tell you guys something. I don't, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you guys, but I am a summer baby, right? Um, my birthday is August 2nd. It's on the way, all right? Leo season is approaching. I hate the summer. I hate the summer. I can't stand the summer. Even as a kid, I didn't like the summer. And I think that's the thing. We're not kids anymore. We're, we're adults, most of my listeners here, we are adults, adults, grown people. There is no summer break for us. Even our teachers don't get summer breaks. We, there is no summer break, right? Some of we, we may take vacations, we may go on trips, but there is no break from reality in the summer. When we were kids, there was a break from reality. There was no school, um, no daycare, nothing, nothing. We were out. We were outside. Okay, only thing we had to worry about was catching Disney Channel Friday nights, Nickelodeon Saturday nights, the new Disney Channel original movie. That's all we had to worry about. There were no worries. There were no bills. All I cared about during the summertime was collecting 39 Clues books, WWE magazines. Okay, I, I had no worry in the world. Didn't care about the heat. Didn't like the heat, but it was like, okay, I know the heat will bring freedom. Heat don't bring freedom no more. I still got to go to work. I still clock in. I still got bills to pay. And, and, and on top of that, it's hot. It's hot. Hate the heat. Don't like sweating. Don't like bugs. Don't like thunderstorms. Don't like hurricane season. Just don't like the summer. I think the summer is very overrated, especially now as an adult. The summer is overrated. And people say that there are some people that say the same thing about winter. I mean, you think about it. We don't get school. You know, we out of school. You we don't got, you know, delays, go to work, school, work, uh, work don't close because of snow. You still got to go out there and get on the road. I understand that. But I prefer the winter and the fall over the summer. It's just too hot, bro. It's just too, too hot. I can't do it. I can't do it. I refuse. I refuse. I hate the summer. So I think that we should all just come to the realization that. The only thing that makes us excited about the summer is nostalgia and, and summers of the past. I think the last summer I actually cared for was the summer of 2017. Other than that, bro, summer's just summer to me. It's just another season. I mean, my birthday happens, but other than that, bro, can't stand the summer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on this rant about summer, but it, it just had to be spoken about. I hate hate the summer. Like, how do you guys like this? How do you like this? I went to a my, my bro Morg had a going away party last Friday. Went to his cookout, right? I got bit by so many mosquitoes. It was like they had a festival on my legs. Like rolling loud. The stages were on my legs and all the mosquitoes just came to watch. Like that bro, that's how bad it was. And y'all know I'm a light skinned fella, so you can see the red marks on me. Didn't I like that? I can't stand it. We don't get that in winter time. There are no mosquitoes in the winter time. There are no 
bugs looking to bite and suck my blood in the winter time. That's a summertime thing, and I hate it. I hate it. Okay, but I think I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all you summer lovers, all, all you other summer babies that actually love this wretched time of year, especially now we are in the dog days of summer. Sorry. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Um, what else? Who else, man? We got some good things to talk about today. Uh, it's going to be a good episode here on this good Friday. Um, if you're hearing this, I don't know. Uh, I did drop this on a Friday afternoon. So good afternoon. If you are listening at the time of the drop, I do want to apologize because I don't know what's going on with Apple podcasts, man, but it used to be Spotify that, uh, would be slacking on the drops, but I dropped the episode the other day was a Monday and it took so long for it to pop up on Apple music. Like, bro, y'all stop. I mean, Apple podcast, like, bro, y'all stopping my hustle. You're stopping the grind. You know what I mean? Like most of my listeners are on Apple. Or y'all stopping the hustle. But the drop, you know, I'm not gonna wait until, you know, to drop the episode. I think I would just do the same thing I did. Just tweet the link out and then follow it up with the Apple link whenever Apple finally decides to post the episode. Um, so just bear with me, uh, with the technical difficulties. I have no clue why it is going that way. I'm gonna have to do some research on that and figure some things out. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. I hope you guys have finished Stranger Things. Um, because if you haven't by now, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, Big Brother started last, what was that, Wednesday night? Um, so, something to watch on TV if you got cable, YouTube TV like me. Um, but other than that, man, I, I, th- I think, I think we can get into what we got going on today. Uh, we got the Baker Mayfield trade that finally happened. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about this Britney Grinder situation uh, that continues to unfold between Russia and the U.S. Um, some new news came out about Vince McMahon today. And then I also want to talk about Madden and 2K covers and how these covers are regressing. Um, you guys know I love me some Devin Booker slander. So this is this was just like an alley-oop for me. Like this was just another excuse to slander Devin Booker. You guys know I cannot stand him. So let's get into it. Um all I can tell you guys is sit back, relax, and prepare to be what? Electrified, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm good now. That was a banger. That was a banger, by the way. That was a banger. If you don't know that one, you probably, you know, not cultured. Probably a little too young. Um, I wasn't born when the song was out, but I do have a very extensive uh, ear when it comes to music. But that was Stevie Wonder, Master Blaster, 
from his album Hotter Than July. I mean, it just falls into the uh, the whole you know essence of the, today's episode. It's hot as hell outside. It is indeed July. It's the dog days of summer. I mean, come on, man. Come on, come on. I'm buying today, man. I'm here. I'm here. It's hotter than July. Come on, man. Shout out to Stevie Wonder, who can see, by the way. But we're not, we're not even going to get into that. I know y'all seen the pictures of him with the camera. I know y'all have heard the rumors about him knowing what floor he was getting off. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying that I personally don't think Stevie Wonder is really blind. I think that he can see. Okay. Can he see John Cena? That I don't know. I don't I, that that still remains to be questioned, but I think that he can see regular things. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right, let's get serious. Let's get serious because this is a serious topic um, that I haven't talked about. <sighs> All right, let's take this piece by piece. The Brittany Griner situation. Let's start off with why Brittany Griner was in Russia in the first place. We talked about this. Maybe a couple years back when the WNBA was going through their CBA uh, negotiations. And we talked about how uh, players in the WNBA have to go get second jobs, basically, um, during the offseason. And how they have to go overseas to play basketball to continue to put money in their pockets because the money that they made from their regular job in the WNBA isn't enough to support them. That is a problem in itself. If the WNBA maybe gave more sustainable wages and paid their players a little bit more, we probably wouldn't, we more than likely wouldn't, we would not have a Brittany Griner situation to talk about. She wouldn't have been in Russia to go play basketball uh, during the offseason. We wouldn't have had to have this conversation, but here we are. You know, this Brittany Griner thing is deeper than somebody going to a foreign country and breaking their law. It's deeper than that. She shouldn't have been having to be over there in the first place. Why should Brittany Griner have to go to a foreign country? Russia, of all countries. No offense to Russia. But who wants to go to Russia voluntarily? Is all I'm saying. Especially with, they, with what they got going on with the Ukraine right now. Nobody should be going over there for anything. So... Why is she over there in the first place is a problem to me. She shouldn't have to go over there, man. She shouldn't have to. None of these WNBA players should have to go to these foreign countries if they don't want to. Like, I can understand if, like, you want to keep yourself in shape and, you know, keep, keep, you know, maybe put some more money in your pocket if you don't have to. Maybe this is just pocket change, right? Okay, cool. You want to keep yourself sharp? Cool. You go to Russia, play some ball, come home. But this isn't really that, though. It's It usually isn't that. It usually isn't that. And uh, these players, these athletes shouldn't have to go put more stress and more uh, physically tolling things on their bodies when this isn't the main thing that they do. Yes, it is basketball, but it's not WNBA basketball. You know, whatever they win in these foreign countries really wouldn't amount to what they would do here in the States. And that's just a fact. And it sucks that they have to go do that because they're not getting paid properly, in my opinion. So, here's the thing. 
according to her latest testimony, um, during her latest court appearance, the two-time Olympian told the Russian court she had no intention of breaking any Russian law and accidentally packed her vape cartridges within while in a rush, according to uh, a report. When asked why she pled guilty, Griner's lawyer said the athlete uh, recognizes her status as a role model and would like to acknowledge her mistakes, even if bringing cannabis oil to the country was done so unintentionally. So, she's been, uh, she has been detained for almost five months now. Uh, this has been going on since, I believe, February of this year. And to us, to most, uh, looking in on this situation, a vape pen, a weed pen, basically, um, it's a small thing to us, especially here in the States where, uh, Marijuana has been legalized, uh, decriminalized, and it's uh, working. To, it's more. It's it's a it's a normalized thing now. Uh, the use of cannabis, uh, the uh, the uh, ooh, excuse me. I'm sorry. The use of cannabis, uh, the distribute the distrib <sighs> the distribution of cannabis. It's all normalized now. It's 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 not the villain that it was ten to fifteen years ago. So to us. This doesn't seem like a big deal to us here in the States. But you look back at the Sha'Carri Richardson uh, incident, right? Two different things. But when the, the World Games, you know, suspended her for her use of cannabis, we were like, oh, but it's here, it's here, it's what about here in the States? We have to think about these other countries. These other countries, they don't have the same laws and they don't look at weed the way that we are beginning to get weed here in the states so in russia in the country of russia a little bit of weed oil a little bit of cannabis oil in a vape pen is a big deal should it be eh, probably not but to them it is a big deal so in that respect i have to look at them and say okay i understand i get it i get it and we know Russia, they're not friendly with us. They're not really, we're not really tight with Russia like that, right? The USA. We're we not really tight with them like that. Putin, he's not really our mans. That was really Trump's mans. That wasn't really his mans. We, not, we don't really rock with Russia like that. So you, you got to think about how they're looking at this. Okay, we got one of their Olympians, one of their star athletes is over here. What can we get? out of this deal how how can we get you know what what can we get out of this and now there's been talk of uh a trade for one of their russian prisoners that's uh been here in the u.s um so victor bout a russian arms dealer he's nicknamed the merchant of death is currently serving 25 years in an american prison after conspiring to sell weapons to people who threatened to kill Americans, according to Forbes, negotiations for this scenario are in the early stages, given the differences in their crimes. However, experts are worried the exchange will, will fall through. This wouldn't be the first time the U.S., the United States, and Russia did a prisoner swap. In April of this year, Trevor Reed, a former Marine, was released from Russia prison, Russian prison after nearly three years when Biden commuted the sentence of, I am not even going to try. Hold on. Yes, I am. Konstantin... Yash, 
Yashkenko, okay, who was arrested on drug trafficking charges per NPR. So we got Brittany Griner with no real known criminal offenses, to my knowledge, whose first big offense is in a foreign country for a weekend. And then you got, she's also facing up to 10 years in prison, by the way, in Russian prison. Then we have somebody nicknamed the Merchant of Death, who is currently serving 25 years in American prison. For actually doing some wild things. This would be the trade-off. We'd be trading Brittany Griner for Victor Bout. If you ask me, the United States is getting fleeced in this deal. This is crazy, man. This is pretty wild to think about. It's sad that this is going on. And... It's been cool. it's been good to see you know everyone speaking up these past couple of months, um, government, NBA uh, and celebrities. It, it, it's been good to see, but I think the narrative because um, I think her coach came out and said if it was LeBron he would have been home. I understand what she meant by that. And a lot of people, that's been a lot of people's take on this situation. And I think that's a bad take. That's a bad take to me. Because what you're saying is somebody of higher status, if they would have broken the law, they would have been treated differently. So now what you're saying is the only way that people will be treated I wouldn't say fairly, but is if they have a higher sta- a higher status. So then you're minimalizing who Brittany Griner is in a sense, because if you don't put her on the pedestal with LeBron as an athlete, as a U.S. athlete and Olympian, then what are you what are you saying? Really saying about her? So I don't like that narrative, but I understand what what she's what people are trying to say when they say that. Yeah, if it was Tom Brady. Or somebody like, you know, LeBron or Steph. You know, one of the guys. I think that people look at Brittany Griner, uh, a black lesbian woman, and and say, oh, they're just going to leave her by the wayside. Which can be true. But it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be true at all. Facing up to 10 years for a weed pen is crazy. The laws over there are different. The laws over there are the laws over there. And it's unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate situation. The U.S., they, the government, they have to do whatever they can do to get this woman home. Um, no, nobody deserves to sit in a cell over a little weed pen, man. Come on. Come on. What are we doing here, Russia? What are we doing? And there, there has to be a sense of urgency from the U.S., I don't. I don't think there has been, in my opinion. I think they they've been letting this thing uh, go on very, you know, too long, drawing this thing out. Um, I feel like that there has to be a way to make this thing happen quicker than it has. This this woman has a wife, a family, teammates, and 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 how think about how this would change 
her mentally. Think about how she'll be, you know, moving after this. We don't know what the prison conditions are like over there. We don't know what she's been through these last five months. What if she never wants to play basketball again? We, you never know the the repercussions of this. Um, this is this is a very very serious situation, and it's very unfortunate. Um, you know, my heart goes out to Grinder, her family, and friends. Man, I would I hope she gets home very soon. I would I would I really don't want to see this woman go down ten years in Russia for a vape. That's very extreme to me. We do live in a crazy world, but come on, man, that's that's just wild to me. The U.S. government they gotta they gotta make they gotta make something happen, man. They gotta make something happen. They gotta make something happen. So free BG, man. Free BG. Now moving on to a another situation. Um, in NFL, man, Baker Mayfield is he he's out of Cleveland. He's out of Cleveland. This is what he wanted. He wanted out. This situation had been brewing, man, since the Deshaun Watson thing started up. We we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. And I think that uh I think that the Carolina Panthers was the best situation for him. You know, we were talking about Seattle, everybody was talking about Seattle, Seattle. I was I was personally I was never on board with Seattle. I just think that Seattle was in rebuild mode, man. They they have a lot of problems uh to fix over there with the line. Uh, you know, the best thing they have going for them on offense is DK Metcalf and I don't think he'll be wanting to stick around now, especially now that they don't they don't have Baker. There's really no other quarterbacks out there, so now your quarterbacks are your quarterbacks are either gonna be Drew Locke or Geno Smith. DK Metcalf is way too talented to be dealing with either of those quarterbacks. Uh, I know where DK Metcalf should go. Um The Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, you you guys know I want to see him in Green Bay. Make that make that trade. But the trade that did get made was between the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland Browns. What were the details of the trade? Wasn't it? Um, I want to say it was a fifth rounder, right? And he had to figure out the cash. Hold on, let me go find that. Do 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 do. Give me one moment. Breaking news, no, no, no. Where'd it go? Okay, okay, I found it, I found it. Alright, so it's a 2024 conditional fifth round pick. And all the parties split their financials to make it happen. So they they, they, they broke the money down fairly. Um, so, you know, Baker could get out of there. But I think Carolina is a good situation for him. I think Carolina is a good situation. So first, let's look at how the wheels fell off in Cleveland um, and how we got here before we get to his, you know, the greener pastures in Carolina. First, I want to just look at the coaching situation. His rookie year, he comes in 2018. He has Hugh Jackson. That turns into Freddie Kitchens taking over 2019. And that turns into Kevin Stefanski these last couple of years between 2020 and 2022. Uh, you know, at one point, Baker Mayfield had Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Odell Beckham all on the same team. And, and everybody's just like, why can't these guys have success? 
you know, Odell goes down and Baker Mayfield starts to have more success with guys like DPJ and, and Jarvis Landry. Um, uh, you know, the Browns ended up running OBJ out of town. We know how his story ended this past season, but it it just it just baffles me how to be honest you look at the history of the Cleveland Browns and and their first round quarterbacks i thought baker mayfield had the best shot at doing something i thought baker had the the best you know the highest potential and i thought this cleveland these cleveland browns teams man they on paper on paper Everybody looks great on paper, but I thought that we were looking at the Browns and Ravens becoming a new Steelers-Ravens rivalry, like the, the new AFC North rivalry. I thought it was going to be the Browns and the Ravens for years to come, but that does not look like the case. Uh, I thought it was going to be Baker versus Lamar for the next 10, 15 years. That's that's what I thought, I thought it was going to be. I thought the Browns would take the reins and... I remember, I think I picked them to win the AFC North probably in um, 2019. I probably picked them. Between 2019 and 2020, I probably said the Browns are going to win the division. We can go back. That's probably on wax. We can go back and look. That's probably on the record. You know what I mean? So, I think the coaching changes, um, you know, at some point, they did cater to him in that play action because him in the play action is dangerous. I think Baker Mayfield in play action, his numbers are astronomical in play action. And, you know, with those running backs in the backfield, I just don't understand how they didn't cater to that more. Um, I don't think they made Baker try to be something he's not. I think that they played to his strengths to an extent. It just didn't work out there, man. It just didn't work out. And then last season with the shoulder injury and him playing through that and not getting surgery, you know, he put his heart on the line. He put his body on the line for this organization and played through some tough games and almost beat some good teams. And it just didn't work. It just didn't roll, right? So then you come to this offseason and things start to get said, right? Things start to get said. Rumors start to swirl. And, and we start hearing about the Deshaun Watson thing. Just the, the thought of Watson possibly being traded to the Browns. Baker Mayfield puts out that letter. Um, what was it? They, somebody put out a letter. One of them put out a letter basically, you know, expressing how they felt about the situation. Then they actually do trade for Deshaun Watson. Not only do they trade for Deshaun Watson, they gave him a fat, guaranteed contact contract with two hundred up to two hundred fifty million dollars, while Baker Mayfield is still on the on the roster. Baker Mayfield had already wanted out. He already said he wanted out before Deshaun got there, and they basically told him no. Then you go trade for this guy, and you expect me to stick around? Absolutely not. I've said on this show multiple times about the scenario of Deshaun Watson getting suspended for eight-plus games while Baker is still on the roster. I told you guys, if I was Baker Mayfield, I'd tell the Browns, kiss my ass, I'm not playing. Simple as that. But now we don't even have to see that scenario because they traded him, and rightfully so. Why would you keep a guy around who you guys don't want and does not want to be there? Simple as that. Why would you keep him around? That makes no sense. 
That makes no sense. That's like being in a relationship with somebody knowing you don't want to be in that relationship no more. What are you in it for? Ain't good no more. Things ain't good no more. You just It's just toxic. Why would you want to be in a toxic relationship between the Browns and Baker Mayfield while you got a new, a new joint? Nobody wants to see that. That's nasty. Nobody wants to see that. That was going to be ugly for the locker room and ugly for the organization. Uh, and ugly for Baker Mayfield and all parties involved. Nobody wanted to see that, man. Because it would have ended in Baker Mayfield sitting out. Now he's losing time on the field. Now he's losing money. Like, nobody wanted to see that. So send him somewhere where he can go compete. And I think that personally, the Carolina Panthers gives him a great opportunity to, compl- to complete. I mean, let's, let's look at their roster um, on the offense. Let's let's take a look at that roster um, as of right now. You got Robbie Anderson, who we know he had a little he had some feelings towards Baker Mayfield, but in yesterday at the press conference he backtracked. You know, I, you know Robbie Anderson. If he doesn't make it as a wide receiver, he can he can play cornerback. The way he backtracked that statement, uh, simply commenting no under an Instagram post that. Uh, suggested that Baker Mayfield would be on his way to Cleveland. I mean, on his way to Carolina. And this was months ago, right? He backtracked, talking about he was only defended. You know who his quarterback was at the time? I guess in Sam Darnold, the guy that he knows. Blah 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 blah. Cool. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Right? It is what it is. You got Robbie Anderson. Uh. Okay. I. I don't like why is it why is this happening like this? No, I just I don't I don't want to see it in order. Yeah, go to ESPN, thank you. Let's see let's see that roster, right? One of the teams. All right, PJ Walker. Oh, he's a quarterback. What the hell? All the quarterbacks. Alright, can we get the can can we see some receivers, please? Alright, thank you. Robbie Anderson, Rashawn Henry. Who's this kid? Who is he? I don't know. Oh, Rashad, you got Higgins, Rashad Higgins. Uh DJ Moore is there. CJ Saunders is there. You got a couple. You got some pieces uh, out there. Uh, Ian Thomas, tight end. Ian Thomas. I know him. That name sounds familiar. Why do I know that man's name? Who else did he play for? He played for somebody else, didn't he? I could have swore. Hold on. I know Ian Thomas. Where do I know him from? Madden. Eighteen twenty-one receptions. Let me see his stats. Oh, he's been in Carolina the whole time. Okay, maybe I just know him from Carolina. Okay, but you got Ian Thomas, all right? <laughs> um, and then in the backfield, you already know what it is. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, um, Chubba Hubbard, um, Deontay Foreman, Fake Henry. That's the fake Henry, right? Yeah, that's fake Henry. That's the big boy. So you got a solid backfield and an okay set of receivers. So you look at this Carolina Panthers offense, um, and you compare it to... Who else is in the South? The Saints. They're not better than the Saints. I don't think. I think Baker Mayfield is better than the Saints quarterbacks. But, okay, you got CMC in the backfield against compared to Alvin Kamara. And, okay, maybe they're not so bad. Okay, okay. All right. Maybe they can compete. Um, I think the Bucks. we obviously know the Bucks have the best offense in the South. Um, then you compare that to the Falcons. And so if, if I've ranked... On paper right now, if I could rank the NFC South offenses, it would go Buccaneers, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. 
on paper. I think that the Panthers, when you talk about the Panthers and the Saints, I think Baker Mayfield has the upper hand over Jameis Winston and um, what's that boy's name? What's that boy's name? Taysom Hill. I think that CMC and Deontay Foreman could be a great backfield. And we don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to be playing all all season because last I heard, he may be getting suspended six games for putting a beat down on somebody Pro Bowl weekend. This offseason has been so wild, I forgot that even happened. So we got to keep an eye on that. But I think on paper, the Panthers have the second best offense in the NFC South. I personally, you guys know, I gave Baker Mayfield uh, I, I I took his poster down. I made fun of him. You know that. But it was never personal for me. Okay? It's never personal. I like Baker. I think he's a good guy. I think that he, he's going to be much happier in Carolina. I think Carolina is just a better place to live uh, than Cleveland. I don't, I don't think anybody should be subjected to living in that, that city. Um, I think I'm, I'm happy he got away from them, that organization, because they're in trouble, man. They're in trouble. We still don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We, we still don't know what the length of that suspension is going to be. But I think either way, they're screwed because now your, your backup option that wasn't really your backup option is gone. Uh, plan B, Plan Baker is gone. And you guys didn't have a choice. So now that that trade did happen, I have to think. Is Deshaun Watson going to get suspended at all? I have to ask that question. Now that they traded Baker Mayfield, what did they know? What was the reason for that? Because I don't think they were going. I don't think they had intended intentions on trading trading Baker. Real intentions until A, you know, they found a, a correct uh, suitor, the best suitor. And B, until they knew what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Because last week, it was clear it, it, that it was going to be eight games, maybe. Eight games plus. Because NFL, it seems like they won a hard year. But then it turned into last year plus this year, because 25 games and uh, that whole scenario. That whole song and dance. And it felt like Baker Mayfield may still be on the roster heading into this uh, 2022 season. But now, a week later, no new word on Deshaun Watson's suspension. But Baker Mayfield has been traded. So you have to think. Either Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to be minimum or no suspension at all. That's what I think. I think that it's going to come out soon. That the Watson thing isn't going to result in the suspension that we all expected. That's what I feel. That would be very unfortunate. But we'll see, man. We'll we'll, we'll see. Because you, you, you just don't trade Baker Mayfield for a fifth round pick. If you don't, you know, have your starter, your, your starter, your star starter... Book for this season. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's something to think about. I would not, quite frankly, I would not be surprised if Deshaun Watson isn't serving four to six, 
at the least, at the most, four to six. I don't think they're going to get a year out of them, even though they should. But I just don't see that. I don't see it. And it's going to be very sad when that happens. It's going to be a bad look. It's going to be more than a black eye to the NFL. It's going to be some broken ribs, uh, a busted nose, a busted mouth. It's going to make the NFL look very, 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 very ugly than it already has in its past years when it comes to situations dealing with women. If Ray Rice doesn't sue the NFL, he probably finishes his uh, playing career somewhere else. When you look at the way they handle Greg Hardy. Uh, that one Giants kicker, like they just—it it just seems like the NFL does not value women. Simple as that. But congratulations to Baker Mayfield for getting the hell away from Cleveland and getting the hell away from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, more power to you. I hope you have a good season down there in Carolina. Now I would get you get your jersey, but I already have. A Panthers jersey. I have a Christian McCaffrey jersey, and I think that's, I think that's enough, right? I think I think that is indeed enough, because I feel like if you have multiple jerseys of the team, then people think you're a fan of the team, and I think the only multiple team jerseys I need to have are the Green Bay Packers. I don't I don't need more than one Carolina Panthers jersey. I'm not a Panthers fan at all. Far from it. I do like CMC when he's healthy. And I do like the Panthers uniforms, but you're not going to see me with more than one Panthers jersey, not in this closet. And if you have, hey, if you follow me on Instagram, then you saw me post uh, my jersey closet appreciation. Now, I highlighted it. It's on my page. And when every time I get a new jersey, I'm going to update it. So be on the lookout for that. And to my biggest hater, Morg, if you're listening, I'm not going to stop buying jerseys. I'm going to keep buying jerseys. I'm going to keep wearing jerseys just to spite you. I hope you're listening. Um, what's next, man? Where we at? Where we at? I got a couple of things, a couple more things to talk about. Oh, boy. All right. My WWE fans, my wrestling fans, you guys know that we really not rocking with Vince McMahon. Haven't been rocking with Vince McMahon for a long time now. Me personally. I mean, this guy has done some nasty things in real life not even talking about on camera or scripted or or booking no i'm talking about you know the saudi arabia deal still getting that saudi blood money still don't understand why wwe continues to deal with them it's it's gross it's nasty it should not be but Which came out today in the Wall Street Journal. WWE's Vince McMahon agreed to pay $12 million in hush money to four women. The longtime chief of World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated secured non-disclosure agreements to keep secret allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. Vince McMahon, by the way, 76 years old. Yuck. He's old, he's gross, he's saggy, he's wrinkly. I don't think any young woman would want that ill. Gross man. He's a gross old man. Oh, I got to subscribe to read the article? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find it on Sports Illustrated. All right, so let's read the article, people. 
Okay, I'm glad they warned you guys because I was always going to do it. But this story contains accounts of sexual assault. If you or someone you know is a survivor of sexual assault, contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673 or at www, uh, what's that? R-A-I-N-N.org. Uh, Vince McMahon, the now former CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment, because he did step down, well, not completely, reportedly paid more than $12 million in the last 16 years to quiet sexual misconduct and infidelity allegations per the Wall Street Journal. Four female WWE employees received the payments and they cannot disclose any information regarding their relations with the 76-year-old after signing agreements with him. Three of the cases regarding McMahon's allegations released in the report on Friday were previously not publicly known. One woman, a former wrestler, said that McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters. She agreed to have agreed to a $7.5 million pact in 2018 per the report. When she and her lawyer approached the CEO and in return, she stayed silent about the incident. Another case involved a WWE contractor who shared unsolicited nude photos of McMahon with the company and said that he sexually harassed her on the job. She and McMahon agreed to a $1 million payment in 2018. In 2008, along with her non-disclosure agreement, a former manager said that McMahon initiated a sexual relationship with her after working for him with him for 10 years. In 2006, they agreed to a one million dollar payout for her to stay quiet. The previously known case, which began in 2019, involved a paralegal with whom McMahon had an affair. A spokesperson. Furby man called the relationship consensual. They agreed to a $3 million deal for her to stay silent about the situation. It was also uncovered that former WWE executive John Laurinaitis reportedly had an affair with the same paralegal. The WWE board was originally notified of the alleged, alleged settlement through a series of anonymous emails from someone who identified as a former WWE paralegal's friend. Um, the Wall Street Journal reported the first email came near the end of March, stating that the woman was hired on a $100,000 salary, but after a sexual relationship again, hold on, give me one moment, sorry, something's going on, okay, you guys hear it, still hear me, I'll be good, um, pull the article back up, alright, uh, began, the woman was, uh, her salary was increased to $200,000, additionally, the email reportedly said that the former WWE paralegal was given to Laurinaitis like a toy. On June 12th, the board reportedly received a copy of the settlement agreement, which detailed the NDA and how there were how there was a one million dollars um, upfront payment, and the remaining two million dollars will be paid over the course of five years. After the initial reports about the affair, McMahon stepped away as WWE CEO, though it is unclear whether he intends to move. Intends for that move to be a permanent one. His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, has assumed the role of interim CEO. Per the report, the WWE board is also looking at into a 2020-12. Damn, I said 2020-12. Excuse me. 
2012 non-disclosure agreement reached with an employee about misconduct uh, claims against Laurinaitis. A $1.5 million payment was made along with the NDA per the report. Laurinaitis stepped down as the head of WWE Talent Relations in 2012, taking a smaller role within the company, but returned to the role in 2021. He has been placed on administrative leave. The board is reportedly investigating uh, the former wrestlers and the paralegals cases, specifically along with the case involving Laurinaitis. The paralegal's investigation began in April of this year. This story was done by Madison Williams of Sports Illustrated. So, there's a thread on Twitter. That, hold on. Let me find the tour. Let me, let me see if I can find it. There's, some, there's a thread on Twitter where, okay, here we go, here we go, Visit Man thread, let me go to the tweet before I finish talking about the, uh, what we just read in the article. So, this is wild though. This is, this is, this is wild because many reasons. A couple weeks ago, he had to step down CEO. CEO. He's been on TV multiple times since, like three times, I think. And it's been wild to me every time. And he hasn't addressed anything. This past Saturday night after Money at the Bank, him, Triple H, Stephanie, and Pat McAfee were at UFC. It's wild that he's still moving around like the way he is with all of these uh, accusations and all of these reports that are coming out. Professionally... Fencer man has lost his touch a long time ago. He's out of touch. We've all been reading, waiting for Triple H or Stephanie to take over. Um, and this is all hilarious because last, you know, last month with the Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks and Naomi thing, how they refer to them as unprofessional. Yet here we are, the CEO is having affairs, um, Sexual assault allegations. He's paying women off to talk about unprofessional. It doesn't get more unprofessional than that. It doesn't, man. And and, and this is sad because, you know, WWE is looked at as, you know, one of the most prestigious wrestling companies in, in the business. And for it to be, for women to go there and be degraded like this, it's bad. And you see this everywhere. You see this everywhere. It's always it's, it's always these big companies, sports companies. You look at Washington. Um, things that we hear about what happens in in uh, with the commanders in in their history of sexual misconduct in the office in the workplace. And then you know we talked about remember when I talked about what was going on in LSU and how the sexual assault allegations were getting swept under the rug down there against the players. Same thing we talked about with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. It, it does not matter what setting it is, man. It just feels like women are not valued. And they continue to be degraded in these places. And it sh- that shouldn't be. As a woman, you shouldn't get hired somewhere and have to worry about your safety at work. That that just shouldn't be. That makes no sense to me. Does not make any sense to me. You shouldn't be preyed on at your job. You shouldn't be preyed on at all, but especially not in a workplace, a professional setting. Whether you're a wrestler, a stagehand, uh, somebody 
that just works in the company, a referee, whatever it may be. Right. There is a thread on Twitter about things that Vince McMahon and WWE have allegedly done. I won't read them all because they are very, very, very disturbing. Um, I think the one thing I did want to talk about is the, uh, the Ashley thing. That was the WWE tour in the Middle East, right? She had said that she had been uh, violently raped right, by a member of the military while on the trip. Vince told her to keep quiet so the WWE's relationship with the military was not hurt. Like, it, it doesn't get more point blank than that, man. You, you you got a woman telling you that she something bad, terrible happened to her. And you sweep it under the rug because you don't want your relationship with the military soured or spoiled. But this thread is on Twitter. You can go uh, follow. Not follow, but go look at it. It's called, um, it's on a page of Drain Bam Bamager. At Drain Bamager um, on Twitter. It's a thread from... Last month, uh, I'll what I'll do is I'll save it, I bookmark it, and I'll um, attach it to a um, attach it to the drop so you guys can go look at it yourself. But I, listen, man, Vince Vince has to step down. He has to get the hell out of Dodge, man. I, we we don't need to see him on TV. We don't need to see him in the media. Just step down and go away, bro. Go away because this is nasty, man. This is nasty. It's a terrible look for the company. Terrible look for everybody who works there. Terrible look for everybody around you. Terrible look. Like, you can't look at this man and try to separate what he does. No, man. You can't do that. If you can't if you can't separate wrestling and what Chris Benoit did, you shouldn't be able to do it here. The visible man killed his family? No. But this man has been accused of multiple nasty things. And no, no, no. And a lot of it seems to be a paper trail. So it's happened. Clearly things happened that weren't supposed to happen. And you can't separate. They try to tell you to separate the art from the artist. No, bump that. If you're nasty, you're nasty. Simple as that. Um, but I'll be keeping an eye on this, especially, you know, as me as a WWE fan. I'll, I'll definitely, definitely be keeping an eye on this because... This 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 just can't be, man. You can't you can't call Sasha Banks and Naomi unprofessional for leaving the show when when you're out here doing the things that you do and continue to do those. No way. No way. Nope. All right. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. I thought I know we got one more thing to talk about. I think we do. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 I did. T- oh, but before we get there, hold on. It was something else I forgot to mention. Man. Hold on. Some good news I forgot to mention. Give me one moment. Let me pull this up. Let me pull it up real quick. Go back to my Instagram story. Okay, here we go. Yesterday, the Raiders hi- have hired uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan as their president. She's the first black female team president in the history of the NFL. Now, if you don't know about the history of the of uh, the Raiders. They were the first to hire a black head coach. This is not anything new. Um now the Raiders have 
dropped the ball these last couple of years with the John Gruden thing. They still have not deleted that tweet where they said that they can breathe after the Derek Chauvin uh, trial. That still that still awful tweet, bad bad tweet, bad tweet. But the Raiders have always been um, a progressive organization, and this is a great thing. I'm I'm happy for her. I'm happy that this is happening now. Um, you know, black women deserve everything. <laughs> Simple as that. Black women deserve all of the good things, and. I'm happy for her. I'm, I hope that this turns into um, more things, more opportunities for black women uh, as to be higher ups in the NFL and in the sport world in general. Um, this is a great thing, man, it, and, it, and it inspires other black black women and young black girls who are coming up in the sports world that want to be in the world of sports or in the world of football. That you know they they can do more than just be a cheerleader or uh somebody that's not in the business right that's not you know running things so i'm i'm happy that this happened uh we we've seen black women um, in media we've seen them black referees now it, it's a great thing women referees women coaches it's a great thing man women in sports is always great uh we love to see this love to see this now what we don't love to see are these weak simplified Video game covers. Dog. First of all, who whose idea was it to give Devin Booker the cover anyway? What did he need it for? What what did he? How did he earn it? How did Devin Booker? Dog. Last time I saw Devin Booker with my own two eyes, he was getting cooked at the crib in Game Seven by Luca. Last year's cover. How the hell he get this year's cover? Somebody explain that to me. They could have gave it to the Joker. They could have gave Steph his own single cover. Hell. They could have gave it to literally anybody but Devin Booker. He don't even need... It's players. It's other players on that team that could have got a cover. They could have gave Chris Paul the cover. Quite frankly. Hold on. What's Chris Paul's number? Not his phone number. His jersey number. What number he be wearing out there? Three. That's closer to 23. It says 2K23 because you, you see what they did with the legendary cover with Jordan. All right, I get it. Cool, it's 2K23. They did what Madden should have done last year, which was put Derrick Henry on the cover because he is a video game himself. He wears 22. It was Madden 22. I mean, how do you fumble that? I have no clue. I, I still, to this day, will never understand that. But let's just look at the 2K cover itself. Hold on. 2K23 cover. Let's, let's look at it. I mean, you got him, you got him in the desert. It, it, I, I didn't ask for this, dog. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. I, I, I've seen fan-made covers that are better than these. Same thing like with, in music, like album, album covers. I feel like they get worse every year. Like last year when Drake dropped CLE, uh, Certified Lover Boy with the pregnant emojis. I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that. And I didn't ask for this cover. Now, we know Madden had to do the right thing and give John Madden the cover of Madden 23. And if they didn't, he would have been turning in his grave. So I understand that they had to do that. And it's not a bad cover at all. But. They could have done better 
with the presentation of the cover. I just feel like they're getting lazy, man. And not only do the covers get lazy, the gameplay gets lazy. The graphics, they keep trying to fool us with these graphics, bro. Nobody cares about graphics anymore. Everything looks the same at this point. Everything looks... If you have a PS5 or, or, or the new Xbox, nothing graphically is is topping anything right now, right? You, you have the top of the line. Put that energy into the gameplay. Put it into the story modes, the franchise mode, the my career, the my players. Make it better because they get progressively worse every year. The storylines don't make sense. The route to the NBA and the route to the NFL don't make no goddamn sense. How do I go from a DJ to the NBA? Somebody help me. Help me. Make that make sense. Make it make sense. Now, back in my day, my boy Frequency Vibrations, he got to the league. He, he started off in high school. Then he went to college. Then he went to the pros. That made sense to me. That, that made sense. Not some DJ at some street competition somehow gets to go to the league. No. Then you got Madden. Last year, I couldn't even tell you. What the goddamn uh, what was it called? What they call it? What they call Madden? What's that my career called? Superstar, whatever the hell they, they call it. Couldn't even tell you what that was about. I don't even think I finished it. I mean, I'm at I'm playing backyard football with Saquon Barkley. What happened to the high school route? What happened to the college route? What happened to making sense? When you when you bring up these stories, man, it, it don't make no goddamn sense. And now we get these covers. Come on, fam. I understand it's two K twenty three, but Jordan already had a cover. Did he really need another one? Jordan probably don't even play video games, man. Michael Jordan don't even probably he he probably ain't played a video game since the nineties. And y'all keep putting him on his damn cover. Then y'all gonna put Jordan challenges on it. I'm so sick and tired of this bald head, man. I am tired of it. I've had enough. I've had enough. My God. But don't mind me. I am critical, though. I, I, I think I, I reserve the right to be critical. Because we talked about the Madden cover last year. With Mahomes and Brady on the front door and a light skin face. We talked about that. That that just was awful. I still don't understand why that happened. Like they they, they get progressively bad. Like let's go look at the two K twenty the two K thirteen cover. Let me go see what that looked like. This was ten years ago. Let let me let me search that up. Two K thirteen. Two K thirteen cover. Who'd you have on that? You had Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, and Derrick Rose all dunking with the red background. It looked very basketball-like. Very cool. But you got Devin Booker airbrushed, looking all light-skinned. We got this 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 below-deck type of shot. You got the... What's, what's that thing when they curve the world? That type of effect on it. You got the Stranger Things clouds in the background. He's in the desert. It just doesn't look like basketball to me. Now let me let me see the 2K23, the Legend cover. Let me see the Legend edition. Let 
All right, I like I like the one with the, with the women with the ladies on there, the W the NBA one. That that's nice. I do enjoy that. Where's the jerk? Where the Jordan cover at? Where the Jordan cover? Let me see that. All right, now this this cover is tough. The Legend Edition. It's like an art C. You got Jordan on there. That's tough. But am I spending a hundred fifty dollars a hundred fifty dollars for it? Hell no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the crazy thing is, the covers don't even matter anymore, especially if you don't have a physical edition. Like, if you don't have a physical edition of these covers, what do they matter? What do they matter? Because the only time I see the cover is at the loading screen or when I purchase it from the PlayStation Store. Ain't nobody going to GameStop. Ain't nobody going to Walmart and buying these games. Dude, the covers even matter. They don't. But I do enjoy the Jordan edition. But I guess I'll just have to Google that and look at it before I, I before I load up 2K23. Because I, I I'll sit here and tell y'all I'm not gonna buy the game. I can I can sit here and lie to y'all, but I'm not a liar. I don't lie to my people. Y'all know I'm gonna spend that seventy dollars, and I'm buying mad. Now yes, I, I do continue to get conned by EA year in and year out, but I can't help it. I love football. I love to play the football games, and Madden is the only football game we have, unfortunately. Now, 2K, I can live without. 2K, I can get that when it's on sale. I don't, I don't care for 2K because, one, I don't like spending money on VC, and then I don't want to not spend money on VC because I'm not about to be out there getting cooked on the, at the park. Y'all not about to cook me? Absolutely not. I'm not about to get dunked on in front of everybody online. Hell no. So now I got to spend money on VC. But if I'm spending all this money on VC, the least y'all could do is make a good cover. That's the that's the least y'all could y'all could do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um let me think, man. I I think that's all I got for y'all this week, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Make sure you guys go back and listen to episode 184. Um, this has been episode 185. We are indeed now. We are all all the way on the road to 200. We are now what 15 episodes away from episode 200. This has been episode 185. Um, the journey continues, man. This is great. I'm happy that I was able to give you guys episode 185 this week. Um, Thank you guys for listening, man. Keep continue to listen, man. Make sure you listen. I don't care if you don't retweet it. I don't care if you don't like it when I drop it. Just listen to the episode, cause I don't I don't do this to hear myself talk, man. I don't even listen to them back. I do them for y'all. I do them for the people. So uh, make sure you guys listen to this, share it, um, do whatever you want with it, man. But enjoy it. That's all I ask. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. So you guys have a good, blessed weekend. I'll, I'll talk to you guys again next week. Um, hopefully something interesting happens over the weekend. Um, but I know it won't be a trade for Kevin Durant or Kyrie. I, I, I don't know when that's coming, if it is. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. And for the 185th time, I'm Eric Lyons and you have just been electrified.